Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today's recipe is Mary Mac's pasta sauce, spaghetti sauce, red sauce, gravy recipe. That's what it is. Spaghetti sauce. Regular old spaghetti sauce. It's not hard to make. You don't need a million ingredients in it either. Okay? So I'm going to give you my go-to homemade sauce recipe. This sauce is good on any sort of pasta. It is good on pizza. It is good to dip things into if you want to make a dipping sauce out of it. It is good for when it's in the pan cooking and you got a piece of bread and you put it on there and eat it while everybody's waiting for supper. It's also good for that. Many good things. This is just a good sauce and it's very easy to make. The type of sauce that I like to use if I'm using grocery store purchased, or not sauce, let me rephrase that. I like to use for the base in my spaghetti sauce, puree. Okay, that's P-U-R-E-E. Puree. 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 What do I call it? Puree. I'm sorry. I have a very bad (laughs) problem with the English language. (laughs) Puree. Ah, there's two E's on it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but there's an accent. (laughs) I'm American and you are too. I'm American. No, how do you say that? I'm America and you are too. So (laughs) anyway... I like to use puree, and the brand that I like to use is Red Pack. This is not buzz marketing. Yeah, it is. I guess it is. I'm buzz marketing Red Pack. Maybe they'll sponsor my podcast. Probably (laughs) not. Anyway, (laughs) after I can't pronounce the name of their product, I like Red Pack. If you can't get Red Pack where you live, use the brand that you can get. There are a couple of good brands that come in from Italy that are imported, especially if you live on the East Coast. There are many, many tomato products that are imported that are very good. And I can see their can labels in my mind and cannot think of the name of them. So the one that is popping into my little brain is Red Pack. Uh, There's, I believe, Six and One is one of them that's good. And, um, oh, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't think. Anyway, you need two I believe it's 28-ounce cans of puree. And I, if I'm using my own, I can my own puree in quart jars, so I use two quarts. So if it's between 28 and a 32-ounce can, that's the perfect size, and you need two of those. You don't need anything else. You don't need sauce. You don't need paste. You don't need anything else if you use the puree. Okay. Would they be Rienzi and Contadina? Contadina. Contadina is good. And then um, is it Del Grosso or Del D? Del Del Grosso is a brand. I I don't know if they make tomato puree, but I've seen it in the grocery store. I can see that. I can see the label. It's got a little girl on it, one I'm thinking of. That's the Contadina. No, No, there's another one. It's local from Youngstown, Ohio. They bring it in from, it's imported from Italy. This is like this is like a game of Jeopardy for Italian sauce brands. <laughs> what is Santo San Marzano or San Marzano's Gina? good? Del Derusa? De, no, De Rosa? No. Giarusa? Giarusa. Bingo. We have a bingo. Or that's not Jeopardy. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm mixing my games. <laughs> I want to hear Alex Trebek say that when somebody gets something right. And we have bingo here in Jeopardy. Thank you. Um, okay, so you're going to need two 28 to 32 ounce cans of puree of the choices that we just named and some that we made up. And then these are the seasonings you need. And these are basic seasonings I keep in my pantry. So I'm sure you'll want to keep them in yours. I always have granulated dry garlic and granulated dry onion and basil in my pantry. And I always have a jar of minced garlic in my refrigerator. So here's what you're going to need. You need a teaspoon, one teaspoon of fresh minced garlic or jarred minced garlic, one teaspoon of granulated dry garlic, one teaspoon of granulated dry onion, one tablespoon of dry basil, and if you want, you do not have to add cheese to your sauce, and I do sometimes and I don't sometimes, but if you want, you can add one tablespoon of grated Romano cheese, R-O-M-A-N-O. This should be the only grated cheese that enters your home. As referenced in our previous podcast about making your own ricotta, my mother has opinions (laughs) on cheeses. (laughs) Don't use Parmesan. You want Romano. Parmesan is bad. Romano is good. Okay? So that's what cheese you would put in it if you choose to put cheese in it. You can also use fresh grated Romano cheese <laughs> in your sauce or no cheese at all. But only Romano but only if Romano. you put cheese in. But only Romano if you put it in Don't there. even try with that mozzarella. Don't put anything but Romano cheese in your sauce. <laughs> and don't try and email me about this because I'm not fighting. It's a lost cause for you to argue with me about this topic. <laughs> I feel like it's also been covered extensively, probably in the zucchini or the Italian yes. wedding soup. Episodes. I will not be swayed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you need a fourth teaspoon of salt, sea salt, or kosher salt, whichever of those you like, and a fourth teaspoon of fresh ground black pepper. And what you want to do is put your puree in a heavy bottomed pan as I've mentioned before you always want to use a heavy bottomed pan so things don't burn and the heat's dispersed better and start warming up your puree and then sprinkle all of these items that I just told you teaspoon of fresh minced garlic a teaspoon of granulated dry garlic a teaspoon of granulated onion tablespoon of dry basil And if you desire a tablespoon of grated Romano cheese, fourth teaspoon of salt, fourth teaspoon of pepper, sprinkle over the top. And what I do is I don't stir them in. I just let the sauce kind of bubble and sink and absorb them. And then once the sauce gets to where there's steam coming off of it, I'll begin to stir it. And I like my sauce to be able to cook for two to three hours to really develop flavor if you don't have two to three hours, okay, which everybody doesn't. This sauce can also be made really fast. Like if you just came home from work and you need to feed people because they're fainting all over the place, you can mix this up, bring it to a simmer. Once you get it to a simmer, you can add one to two teaspoons of sugar to this, 
to take away the bitter taste. I normally don't add sugar to my sauce. I normally let it cook and it will become sweet just from cooking. However, I understand that we don't always have time. So myself, especially I'm prone to do this if I'm making pizza and I need to have sauce like, you know, pretty quick because I'm making pizza, I'll put the sugar in. And then just taste it. And that's usually one to two teaspoons is usually plenty of sugar to take away that bitter taste. But like I said, if you have time to cook it, let it cook. A great way to do this is to do it in a crock pot. And here's the trick to that. Say you want to have sauce for pasta for dinner, and it's a Saturday and you're cleaning the house or whatever and messing around, whatever. Mix all of this up in your crock pot and let it cook. Once it gets hot enough to where it starts to bubble, take the lid off and just let it cook. Because you can let it cook all day long if you want to. And it'll cook down, it'll get so thick, and it'll really develop a good flavor. You know, and that's a great way to do it. I wouldn't do this like I wouldn't leave it go the whole day while you were at work because <laughs> that could turn it into ketchup. But it's a great way to do it if you're home to watch it and you can stir it because if it gets to where it's, you know, if it gets to where it tastes good and it's thick enough, you can shut it off until you're ready to use it, you know. But this is a great little sauce recipe. Um, another thing that can save you money because jarred pasta sauces are very expensive. So you can buy a couple of 28-ounce cans of puree for maybe $1.25 each when they're on sale, you know, and make yourself sauce. And you'd probably have 3 or $4 into this big thing of sauce that you'd have to buy a very large container or two jars of sauce that might cost you double that. So it's very good, very easy to make. And especially when I do my how to process and can your own tomatoes, episode, probably next summer, I'll tell you how to make your own puree, and then you can use that as a base to make your own sauce. So that'll be an upcoming podcast sometime in the future, because I've got a ton of tomatoes in my freezer waiting to be processed. So there you go. There's your sauce. We're going to bring all of this together when we make Aunt Rachel's lasagna, by golly, and we're going to pull out the sauce recipe and a previous episode. We're going to pull out the ricotta recipe, and we're going to throw that together and make a delicious lasagna that is double top secret, and if she finds out I did a podcast about it, she's going to come and get me. So nobody can tell her, okay? <laughs> so try making your own sauce. Let me know what you think of it. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening. If you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.